Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, so yeah, oh yeah. We're recording right now, actually. Oh my god, you son of a... Sorry. Hello all, and welcome to another exciting episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And, and I'm Gabe. He, th- yes. Oh, sorry, do you have to introduce me? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I there. No, you're great. This is Gabe. Gabe is, uh, Gabe Simonson is our guest for the, for the evening. Um, Gabe, tell us a little bit about yourself outside um, of your social and not your address. Well, let's of see. Uh, I have a job. Uh, I work at the Boiling Crab in Burbank, and I really like working there. It's a fun spot. Cool. And I'm really into video games. Nice. Yeah. Now, when I uh, was talking to you last when we were at a particular Buffalo Wild Wings after one of these episodes, you informed us that you uh, basically have lock on the uh on the DJ controls at one of the Buffalo Wild Wings. Is that true? Yes, yes. There's a, a DJ uh, sort of machine that anybody can join in on, and I like to go there and uh, ruin people's day <laughs> by playing things like Cotton Eye Joe, but like the five different versions back-to-back. Uh, back. just got to kind of clear the restaurant out I like people to spread my legs at my booth, you know, make sure everyone else leaves. Didn't that happen last time we all went there? Oh, no, the last time I was playing Barbie Girl and oh, like, oh, Pokemon yeah. theme. That's right. Yeah, the classics. The classics. So, with that, you know, that's your qualifications for being on the show, essentially. Sweet. Yeah, my, my impeccable taste in shitty music. That's right, which we <laughs> we go over all the time here, so you'll be right at home. Um, I'm to cuss, you're going to beat me out. No, pli- well... We swear. We okay. swear all the time. So it's okay. okay. Like sailors. I just want to make sure you're not going to keep bleeping me because I don't want extra work for you guys. I mean, that'd be really funny. <laughs> like, is it only if me, though? Only like, bleep only, game. Game. only bleep cost. game. Everyone else is fine, but not game. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I might do that in post. We'll see. Um, so, without further ado, let's crack these open. Josh, what do we got today? We're going with my uh, my classic jam. Okay. Because I want I want Gabe to try it. It's uh, we're going with Mickey's. Very nice. Mickey's malt liquor. It's a full forty. Yes. And so uh, pretty strong. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> very strong. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a grand old time. Um, well, I'm excited. Are we all good? Yeah. All right, boys. Cheers. 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 <laughs> Were you, like, checking to make sure he was actually drinking it? Mm, I wanted to see his face. <laughs> Here's what do you a, think? Gabe isn't like beer, apparently. Yeah, so he's, like, watching me sure I was going to, like, pour it out the window or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is great and all, but uh, <laughs> no, you actually you, chuck it. Yeah. What, what do you think, Gabe? What do you think of that? Um, it tastes like beer. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had about five beers, and they all taste the same to me. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> mm. uh, but it does indeed taste like beer, and there is a lot of it. So is it? But it's not like an offensive kind no, of. Beer, no, no, right? I'm not like mad or angry at it. That's know? good. That's good. Um, I'll just never drink it again. I would actually consider this probably one of the one of the better tasting beers. Would you say, Josh? To me, it is. Yeah, <clears throat> especially um, you know of the alcohol content that it has. Considering, yes. Hey, what are we at? I didn't see this. What are we at on this? The percentage? Yeah. 
Hey, what was your favorite part of the podcast? Oh, that time they spent like eight minutes looking at the bottles <laughs> trying to find the alcohol percentage. I don't know. That was the best, but yeah, I don't see it on here. That's what I'm saying. Like, we actually do that pretty often. <laughs> yeah. You have to edit out the eight minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we leave it in, man. We leave it in. Just for dramatic suspense. Yeah, join us in at home, guys. Find your bottles, find the alcohol percentage. Um, leave it in the comments below. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not like a, t- it's not super high, but I'm guess I'm going to guess it's in the 6% range. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so one example, Gabe, is that there's so far there's only one episode that we did um, Old English, and that was one of the most intense episodes because it was like eight percent, and it oh, yeah. and it had like an extra like two or three ounces in it. I so, had to wait till you finished the story if you were saying Old English, like if that was a brand of beer, it or is. If you guys did a theme where you only spoke in Old English. Because <laughs> no. I would watch the hell of the episode. My accent's not that good, unfortunately, so I don't that think would I could. Make it way better. <laughs> <laughs> like you end just Australian, like you just don't know what you're doing. Withdrew your knife. <laughs> yeah. That's not a knife. This knife. is a knife. Knife. I think they pronounce it. Alright, so I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Apparently it's just 5.6%. Oh, okay. Which is like a little above average. But not really anything to it's, write home about. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty good tasting, so I at least have that going for it. Um, it has that going for it, I should say. So, for tonight, um, we, gave, uh, we gave our guests the option of whether or not to do the regular 40s or to do a retro review episode, and he probably wisely tr- chose the retro review episode. So... Last time we did it, we did the date that we were born, which in our case was 88 and 90, am I correct? 91. But this time, I decided to go a little bit more specific with it, and we're doing it all from the year 2009. Now, the reason why we're doing 2009 is because that was uh, supposedly one of the best... Uh, one of the best years of Top 40s music, like, in history. Uh, in modern history, I should say. Okay. Um, you know, Michael Jackson wasn't there, so how good could it really be? <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so because of its legendary status, I decided that we would just pick off of that tonight. Um, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to do the same thing as we did last time, where I'm just gonna randomly scroll and have one of you say stop, mm-hmm. and whatever my finger lands on is the one that we're going to go with. Love it. And that's the plan. Fuck, I don't know, man. Last time we ended up with Bon Jovi, I think. Oh, we did. And that was terrible. It was great. We had a great time. <laughs> you guys don't get down with the Bon Jovi? Uh, Josh doesn't. Not that song. I do I do only on a surface level. No, I don't. I was just teasing you guys. I hate that guy. Um, not I don't, any song. Sorry. Well, I don't think there were any Bon Jovi songs in 2009, so hopefully that should be fine. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it twice. Once, because there's a lot on here, so it's for the scroll, and a second time for the finger. So, Josh, why don't you be the first one to stop me on the scroll? Stop. All right, cool. And Gabe, if you could, please. Stop. All right. Huh. We have... Um, we have a song called Never Say Never by The Fray. Okay. You guys remember The Fray? I know oh, The Fray. God, yes. There's like um, three songs. We talked about this about a month ago, Seth and I. There's three songs, three or four songs on that debut record. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like the beige, like with lights and something mm-hmm. front mm-hmm. Uh, that I actually did like a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but that was definitely not going to be 
The song on this 40 list is not going to be on that first record because it came out before. Uh, well, this was 2009. I think that was when... I think that was the year that this album, like, started hitting the radio, though. You know what? You could be right. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure it came out, like, in 06 or 07, though. Okay. So, I, I could totally be wrong about just that. Just a quick etiquette question. First-time watcher. Um, yeah. <laughs> are, First-time you, watcher, long-time listener. Do you guys go for, like, the passionate singing along, or do you guys prefer to, like, listen quietly, especially with your hands folded? Well, so here's actually... We're going to give you a little behind-the-scenes right now. Um, what we normally do is uh, when we listen to the songs, we actually pause the recording, take it in, uh-huh. and then just based off of that first listen... We hold our comments until we hit record again, and then we talk about it. Okay. So we're actually going to have time to to not be recording and be able to listen to it and, you know, t- soak it all in. I like it. Um, so with that, let's, uh, let's do that and see how this, see how this sounds here. You said something really funny before we played the song. Dang it, I can't remember what it was. Well, we'll listen to it later, and I'm sure it'll be, like, you know, rolling over. Yeah. All right, anyway. So, thoughts on this song? Apparently the laughter is dead. We're having a great time, and this song comes <laughs> Yeah. Just... I mean, it's a great song, but... It's a very serious song. Yeah. Um... As a quick... As a quick thing, just to, so that before I forget, I... I kind of feel like this is this is the fray definitely. So we determined that their first album, which is the one with Cable Car and um, How to Save a Life and all of those, that was in 2005. And so this is four years after that album came out. And to me, it I I'm, I don't want to be a dick when I say this because I think that he's a great singer, but it kind of sounds like he's starting to kind of like become a caricature of himself in this song with his style. Uh, just because the way that he, you know how he, how like when he sings, he like pronounces vowels and kind of like carries them over into other words. Like he does this like, like the way he pronounces shit. Yeah. Yeah, It's a little bit different. Yeah. It like, when it was happening at the beginning, I almost feel like it was like too much of that. Like it was actually, I was actually having a hard time like understanding what some of the words were because it was like so like over, over the top in that style um but then the chorus hit and I was like okay this is fine and I was cool with it but I feel like when I was really trying to listen to the words I like some of them got lost yeah a little bit or they or I had to really like focus on them to understand what he was saying I honestly had, had on a misheard the lyrics my entire life until just now we looked at the lyrics really <laughs> I thought he was saying uh you can never say never why like question mark we don't know Mm. But I guess the lyrics are You can never say never while we don't know it Oh See that's like Gabe's mishearing of it is like a better line Or it's more interesting to me than the actual line Right <laughs> I agree. Why you know question mark we don't know Like we can't never or we can never say never It's a deeper uh, a deeper thing to think about Cause uh Yeah I'll just you know I'll come right forth with it Um <laughs> I did not like the song uh, no. What? No. I didn't like the song. Mm. It was like... God, like, midway through the first chorus, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to hear this two more times. <laughs> this chorus twice more. Maybe in 2005, you weren't, like, hyper-dating and breaking up with people. Maybe you'd have been more into it if, like, you could relate to back then. Yeah. 
Well, we hear a lot of songs that are about breakups on this podcast. That's what makes top 40. But some of them are relatable, so, you know, I think, uh, well, Josh, tell us. It reminded me of, like, the things I don't like about Christian rock. Mm. Mm. Just these, like, sort of... Did you have a part you did like? Um, like the my hardcore piano is always good. You gotta love the piano. My favorite part mm. was the intro when it was just piano and singing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was like, Sounds this, like old fry. Yeah, I was like, this has potential. Like the melody and the chorus are like kind of nice. Yeah, but then it just it went to this place that was like super. Just, I don't know, man. Just personally, there is no like I had no emotional reaction to it, and it just sounded like. Like that, that it started going to that bag of like, oh, this is kind of repetitive and like yeah. non-emotional sounding, and like it sounds like I'm at a mall walking around, I was, and I'm like tired of hearing this chorus. Yeah, I was gonna say it kind of felt like it got kind of Hallmark Channel-y there at the end. I just, I just counted up. Is it maybe because he says "Don't let me go" twenty four times? <laughs> you know what? I think that might be yeah, part of it. Feel a might be cutter. a little bit. That might where the repetition's coming from when you really delve into it. Wow, did you count that just now? Well, I mean, they're, they're already lined up in rows of three. So that's like, true. That's a, that's easy. I, I wanted to try to defend the line uh, "Younger now than we were before" because I almost like that line. Mm. But the more I think about it, the stupider it sounds. <laughs> so Sorry, Fred. I can't back you up on "Younger now than we were before." It's like you're like, well, that's like, just not true. Like you want to like it, but it's like you're not time travelers, guys. You think you didn't learn your lesson if you're trying to really read into it, but ultimately, I think it's just a deadline that he just thought sounded cool. Yeah. Sorry, were you gonna say something, Josh? No, I, I was just gonna say I didn't actively dislike it. Mm-hmm. Some songs I actively dislike. This is more the like. I, I don't know. It's like, but it's a little below. It's a little beneath neutral because if this came on at a party, mm-hmm. that's the way I gauge it. It's like if it's on at a party, and I'm like, it's okay to let it run. Like I wouldn't ask someone to change it. Right. That's like neutral. But this song, I'd be like, I'd be slightly leaning towards asking someone to like, change. Very song. bold. Like I would go with like if it was on Pandora. No, I wouldn't waste a skip on it. But a song would have to be really bad if I was going to walk up to a DJ at a party like nah man not this one yeah no that, like, not like that <laughs> not like that I'm I, would, not... I wouldn't waste the Pandora skip on it but I would never walk up to someone at a party that'd be terrifying <laughs> you're right no no I'm not I'm not that bold or that's a little yeah, rude that's a little rude I think it's, I think it's more, more like more like if, if a good friend of mine like put it on you know like they were just DJing on their Spotify right and a yeah. good friend put it on I'd be like, I'd be like I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually go up and be like, "Yo, change it." But in the back of my you head, turn I'd be it like, "Down for yeah. them." <laughs> yeah. In the back of my head, I'd be like, "Fuck! I wish someone would change it." Right? You just plug their headphones in for them. <laughs> I'm just gonna do us all a favor. You, 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 you can keep enjoying it. It's not us. It's not us. <laughs> yeah, I will say though that to the song's credit, um, it actually made me think about the fray again, which is something that I haven't done in a long time. Yeah. And I'll give it to them, you know, the, the piano rock genre was something that they did very well when yeah. they first broke out, you yeah. know? And they, they kind of, they dominated it. They did. Well. I wish I wish Frey and, like, Sarah Bareilles had done, like, a, a, oh. a thing together with their pianos. That would have been cool. Yeah. Well, Sarah Bareilles is Bareilles, just, like, on a whole other planet. She's she's amazing. Yeah. I was just listening to um, to her a couple of her songs that she sang on Jesus Christ Superstar, nice. which I saw for the first time with Gabe late at night one evening. Oh shit, while, that's awesome! While drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's the only way to see it. Yeah, there's no sober way to watch Jesus Christ <laughs> Superstar. Oh my god, her voice. It's just like oh, it hits hard. Oh god, it's a fucking amazing. It makes my you heart feel is things. Break yes. Yeah. She is so good. She's in so Jesus good. Christ Superstar. Oh my god. She's still so good, dude. 
Her, I don't know if you ever heard any of like her solo work, but it is all really good. I've heard um, some, but I I need to check that out. Yeah, it's great. She does she play violin? I forget. I feel like she probably I does. She probably dabbles. I have no yeah. idea. No idea. Um, what I was actually going to say, Gabe, is that you thought of Sarah Barales, but I was like, I was thinking like, I think the Fray were actually the ones that could hold their own when their first album came out I think that they could hold their own with Coldplay and where they were at that time because like Chris Martin was also like a piano rock yeah they were rivaling the uh... yeah but you know another thing I think about is Coldplay might have been right in the beginning of their shift toward more electronic yeah you know more pop less piano rock driven Mm -hmm. music they might have been just about to shift and then like the phrase swooped in and it's like we will fill that gap yeah exactly <laughs> we are now the kings of that market yeah well and I think th- I think that Coldplay was a little ahead of the curve on that front because they had already started to go kind of electronic when when the fray were still doing this yeah. like in 2009 because I think 2009 that would have been when like Viva La Vida came out yeah which I, to me I know that this is a bold statement to make but that to me that was like the last great Coldplay album I think after that everything just like went south but, like, that's the last album by Coldplay where I was like, there's some good songs on here that I can enjoy and, like, I still rock out to. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it just kind of, you know, they just went full electronic, and yeah. that's just my opinion, though. I know a lot of Coldplay, but really only the uh, the one that had yellow on it was the good one. Yeah, Parachutes. I totally agree. Yeah, that's I, I agree, too. I'll, I'll sit down and be like, no, nah, this is okay. I'll defend that city, but... Yeah, oh, yeah, same for here. sure. It's the weird, them, for sure. Nah. It's weird how certain bands, like... Certain bands, their debut is just like they never outdo it. Or like yeah. a lot of bands, their debut is not that great, and they kind of develop. But like Coldplay is one of those bands where, for me, their debut, that Parachutes record, is so good. For sure, my favorite by far, favorite yeah. album I've heard by them. I agree. I actually, um, it's so. This is kind of a side topic. Gabe, do you know say anything? I'm sure you do. I'm sure <laughs> do you do. I, I'm like, if hey, you would, Josh, jo- do you know say anything? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but they so Max Bemis has has had this thing where he's always talked about how is a real boy is like the best thing he's ever oh, yeah. done and his entire career has consisted of him trying to overcome that and like not and like not feeling like he can which I feel like that's such a hard thing as an artist where like what do you do when your first album is your best album like and you're constantly trying to live up to it like that's that's pretty that's a pretty tough situation to to be in you know like, how does that affect you and your growth, like, as an artist? Yeah, and I definitely think that is a real boy. Remember <clears> the, the very early ones, the, uh, like, dorm room, whatever it's called, the dorm memories. Oh, like, base- baseball? Yeah, baseball, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the early CDs, those, like, showed out at P-Town. Those ones are really good. Um, I don't really like what he's doing now, because I know, like, him and his wife have albums out together. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think Israel boy probably is the best one, but I don't think it's really that hard to, uh... I don't know, make new music. I think a lot of it is just in your head. Because a th- lot of it is yeah. associated to the good times you were having at the time you were making the music. That's true. I think that sometimes... I th- I think I, ag- I agree in that a lot of it is in your head, and I think that if you're able to get out of your head and you're able to, like, experiment and try new things, I think that that's kind of how you overcome it. Um, like, if you're trying to live up to that one sound and you're trying to chase it, but it's already happened, then I feel like you're kind of just, like, stuck in this... Plus, before you put a CD out, you're probably sitting on a few songs and like right. you pick the best of the best. And then after that, if you have to come up with a second album, you've got to come up with like what, a few fresh songs, and maybe the ones from before you didn't quite put on the first album. Yeah. So totally. like, the second album's always going to feel like leftovers if you're making leftovers. Yeah. Um, 
Dude, I don't, I don't think there's a science behind it, but there's probably like certain, there's, uh, I'm sure there's a mentality that you can have that gives you a better, better chance of creating like really great, beautiful work that touches people. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think there's really a science behind that. I think people, creative people that create and artists, like they just have to have the right mentality and just keep working at it. And mm-hmm. then, cause, um, you know, I feel like one band that I would say would have like a mentality that I would tend to agree with or like would be like Radiohead, mm. and I think they've they have a, they have songs that I think are really beautiful and great songs throughout their career. Mm-hmm. And personally, what what inspires me is that I think um, to me their their best record and or my favorite and to me the most beautiful record they made was like pretty deep into their career they were like late 30s early 40s and it was probably mm-hmm. their sixth or seventh album i don't know i can't remember but it's the one called in rainbows and, oh, rainbows. Yeah. and like for me like that's definitely their best record it's a great record so for sure. it's, it's it's cool because you know it's it's sort of a you know a nice little template for like how i envision my own like creative life mm. yeah yeah and also, like, I don't know if you've heard their most recent album. I think it was in 2016 or 17, but it was called A Moonshaped Pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that album is is super pretty, and that's, like, their their latest album. They're probably all in their 50s by now, <laughs> you know? But I think the one thing that I... A lot of my favorite bands I've found have been willing to take their starting sound and just keep kind of tweaking it and, like... You know, accept the fact that they're getting older and changing and their styles are changing, but, like, run with it and, like, find a way to build on what they've they've already done. I think that those are the bands that are the most successful to me. Um, like, another band that I really, really love is Deftones, and uh, they're a band who, like, they their sound has changed pretty drastically from when they first started. Um, they started basically as a new metal band, um as the definition of new metal goes, which is, like, rap and metal. Um, but they slowly, like, as the rest of the bands that came out around then kind of stayed new metal, they, like, evolved and, like, did more, like, electronic, like, ambient stuff and, like, incorporated that into their music. And it just, like... They, their albums have always been interesting to me. And, like, even if I don't enjoy them as much as previous ones, they always have, like, a new thing to, like, think about with how they're making music. And I feel like that's really... Like, I really respect that a lot. And I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, there was something the band kind of evolves as you grow up, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can grow up with a band, that's probably the best experience. That's why people have, like, favorite bands, but it's just the band they've been listening to for five or six years. Yeah. Even though the music's completely different album to album. Yeah. I was actually going to say, too, um, another... So, the opposite of, like, your first album is your best is the opposite thing that happens, which I don't know if that's harder or not because I haven't experienced it yet, but um, if, like, instead of your first album being great, it's, like, your first your first and or your second albums, like, are super average and, like, no one pays attention to them, and then, like, your third album is, like, super <laughs> banging, <laughs> like, I almost don't know if that's harder or if that's actually better, like, for mentality-wise... I think it'd be better because then it'd be great if people would go back and watch or like you know listen to your older stuff. That's and true. And if they love that too, that's great. Or if they're like, oh man, I would have loved this when I was like in high school or a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, but I think it's definitely better if like you know your your first swing isn't your home run. Yeah, yeah. 
I, yeah, I think I think there's um, there's more potential like anxieties and doubt that can creep in if you if you have success too early in life. Because mm. um, then you like have that standard you have to like stay right. at. It's yeah, slowly because peaks. it's just not realistic. It's like I feel like with art, my 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 own opinion about art is like most of what someone creates is not going to be incredible and just resonate with everyone or a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. most of what you put out is not going to have that like punch to it. You just have to do it so much and and like work <laughs> at the craft so much that. You know, it's like you're bound to have something really hit because you just keep honing your skill and your, yeah. you know, and your heart and your soul and all that stuff. So, yeah, unless you know. you're Freddie Mercury and then you just shit gold. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> Freddie Mercury, dude. What a fucking standard. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I love it, but like, no one's ever gonna pass that. Like, never made a bad. Bar way too high, man. Come on. God. <laughs> that was yeah. Jesus, I know. I, and there's there's yeah. a little bit it's just I don't there's not a science to it to me it's like there's a little bit of luck it's like you mm-hmm. kind of just you try to be sincere you work hard at your craft and you make things and and you know sometimes it just hits a lot of people hard yeah that's fair I mean yeah there's bands that you know had been there were a couple bands that definitely had like number one singles that were maybe one hit wonders but they had had like three four albums before they got that one that had the single on it that like propelled them mm-hmm. um to me i almost feel like that would be like i agree with you guys i think that'd be the ideal way to go because at that point you're already used to just being like i'm just making music because i want to yeah and then when the success hits you're like oh fuck yeah let's do it <laughs> like you're already down whereas like you know, I sometimes I feel bad for people like Justin Bieber who like get discovered when they're like 15, mm-hmm. and that's just all they know. And then when it inevitably dies down or they try to do other projects, it's just like, like that level is already like ingrained in them, and they like can't escape it. <clears throat> so, anyway, maybe that's getting a little deep. Hashtag deep. Hashtag deep. Um, you guys want to move on to the next one? I'm yeah. ready if you guys are. All right, oh, sweet. Wait, one more point. Does he get any points for that one high note he hit? Sorry, back to the phrase. Oh, I, li- I like that. I'd give him a point for yeah, that. Really. <laughs> he, he, he held it for a pretty long time. If he could do it live, I'm going to look it up later. If he can do it live, then I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. One I really liked... Give him a B plus. Really liked <laughs> B plus. His, really liked his voice when he when he hit, hit that false note. Yeah. yeah. That part was okay. I mean, I think I think that the two things that the Frey have going for them, honestly, is their lead singer's voice and their lead singer's piano. Like, if it wasn't for those, I'd be like, this is like any other one of those, like, Hallmark Channel songs. But I would attribute those two things as being pretty standout for me anyway. Totally. On this song. Um, that's my final thought on it. Mm, I'm trying to think who else is in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, are you, uh... Let's see the next song. Okay, what, so, what number was that? So that, coincidentally, that was exactly number 100 out of the top 100 for 2009. Ooh. So that was right at the bottom. That barely Which means we can only go up from here. Should we do number one? Well, no, we should do it random. Yeah, come on. Come on, come, come right, on now, right, Josh. Jesus. All right, uh, Josh, you did the score last time, so Gabe, I'll have you do it. Right. Tell me when to stop. Stop boop, boop, it. Boop, boop. <laughs> okay, uh, Josh, tell me when to stop. Boop, 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 stop. Ooh. We're doing Diva by Beyonce, you guys. Oh, man. I was actually listening to this song this morning. Really? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> just, you know, that's like your daily routine. You're just like, you all right. wake up and take the shower? Like, I mean. <laughs> what number is it? Uh, it is 
Let's see. It's number one, obviously. It's actually number 82. So we're slowly moving up. Uh, <laughs> I want to do it like a high... Well, you just got to say stop at the right time. That's right. the... Anyway. Yeah, it's random, though. It's, it's random. It's all random. It's like my life. Yeah. That was... Uh, okay. Hashtag deep. Quote Gabe, if we're talking shit, we need to be ready to record. So yeah, thank God we listened to the last 20 seconds of that song. <laughs> oh, man. It says it's like Josh and Harris, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then Gabe goes, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. So oh, first man. Off, first issue I take with this song. Um, <laughs> oh, like, first says, issue. First issue of the docket, yeah. <laughs> there, there must be order. All right. Article um, 15B. Yeah, so <laughs> she says that a diva is a female version of a hustler. Okay. And I disagree with that assessment. Okay. What? Um, why do you disagree? I, well, come on. A hustler is like, you know, someone goes out there, makes money, maybe he's a bit of a trickster, you know, he hustles. <laughs> a diva, I think of more as a, a sassy person. Like, other oh, person's such a diva. You don't mm. think, oh, look at that wily moneymaker out there. Look at that diva. So what you're saying is a hustler is a job status and a diva is a personality type. Is that Possibly. what you think? I just don't think diva and hustler are interchangeable hmm. in any way. And it's not just a gender thing. It's just a, you know, the yeah. words don't intertwine. I kind of always thought that growing up, but I uh, never found the right words to say it. So I'm glad that you brought yeah, light hustler, to that. Not equal. Check your facts, uh, Beyonce. <laughs> Hashtag fact check. Like once Dude, Sasha Fierce get Gabe, together. Just back to Gabe's wit that was unrecorded. It's like, <laughs> we're like strolling through the lyrics and he's like, oh yeah, this is uh, this rivals Chaucer and, you know, yeah. uh, Shakespeare. Chaucer. Chaucer. Influences a great yeah, I think she was, uh, you know, there's uh, allusions of T.S. Eliot. She was alluding to the wasteland and stands at Lurdy. You and I, I think I heard that come somewhere in there. thought I heard some Walt Whitman in there, but I wasn't sure. Kind of look back at the lyrics. Yeah, should we just play him or take a lyric out of out of thin air? How you gonna be talking shit? You act like I got up in it. How are people gonna be talking shit like I got up in it? I mean, come on now. They're not even getting up in it. They're gonna keep talking shit. It's ridiculous. If they're not getting up in it, you gotta stop talking shit. That's all it is. Um, do you know what though? That shit brought me back so hard. Oh yeah. I was like, you know, I felt younger and I felt like it's weird when you listen to top popular music from, you know, the past because most of the popular like the, most of the trendy musical like uh, stereotypes or cliches they seem so like awkward and like bad not bad that's that, that sounds too strong like i didn't listen to it and feel like oh damn this is shit like <laughs> but okay. it reminded me of like how common how common music had like one really low bass note just repeating also, and like also known as the 808 yeah and it's it's like one note and it's it's the same rhythm. It's a dotted quarter note. It's like two, three, four, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. It's like the same rhythm. It's like same, every just song. one same low note. Mm-hmm. It's like it had this like when I hear that musical motif, I'm like, oh yeah, oh nine. Yeah. Oh, nine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I agree. I here's the thing though, is that this is like. This is the Beyonce that I fuck with, you know? Like, this is the Beyonce where it's like, 
she could say shit like a diva is a female version of a hustler, and you kind of believe it because there's just so much conviction and so much sass and character in her voice and her delivery. Actually, I have an alternative take. I think it's like one of those lines where you say it so many times it becomes true. She says, I'm a diva 42 times in that song. So I think it's more just like, you know, conditioning you like, like to actually believe it, but it's not true at all. Okay, well, let's just Gabe, regardless of literal meaning, although that's hilarious that you counted and I give you props, um, there's, I don't know, man. I, I some I somehow I I still like this song. Yeah, there's there's something there's about a, it that's really fun. I feel like where she asked where your boss at twice. Oh yeah, I that was going to straight like where is your boss? I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I gotta get my boss. Beyonce oh, God, wants to I'm talk to them right now. But oh, I'm just getting over here. Fuck. I do I do agree. There there is some sincerity to or there's um she sells the sass well for sure, oh, yeah, dude. Um and but the thing is like her voice is so good. Like when she was singing. I was like, oh, yeah, like, she has a good voice. Mm-hmm. I, I like her voice, I mean. I, I enjoy her, her voice. Yeah. But, you know, like, the lyrics and her, the, like, kind of suedo... Is it the right pronunciation? Pseudo? Pseudo, yeah, not suedo. The, the pseudo rapping and, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, the really, like, overdone trends of the 09 musical trends. It's, like, kind of like, oh, whatever. But when she sings, like, oh, there, oh there's, like, something to that. Yeah, you know, that, that I really enjoy. Yeah, I agree, and I think that you know, like like your like your uh, your kind of uh, oh shit, it's not petri dish. What is it? Uh, your your general like label for how much you enjoy things, Josh, is like if you were at a party, like what would you do in response to this song? This is definitely like a dance song mm-hmm. for sure. Like, I would have fun. I would have fun with this. Yeah. Like, it's a song where, like, you know, divas aren't female versions of hustlers by the dictionary definition. Yeah, you have to grab the mic and, like, say that first. Hey, guys, we're going to play a song. I have to correct it first. <laughs> just a quick typo. Just an asterisk in there. Yeah, guys, it's just a song, okay? We don't need to assess it. Yeah. But, like, if you're just going off of aesthetics alone, like, this song totally works. Like, for me, anyway. Hmm. Um, like, not even... Not even lyrically, but the way that, like, the cadences are that she sings and the way that her voice, like, is just, like, powerful and commanding. This is really... I feel like this was really when Beyoncé was, like, at the height of her, like, performing abilities. Um, this and, like, you know, the next couple albums down the road, it's too. It's a tough one, because I feel like she's always been pretty close to top. Like, she's never really sure. faltered, at least in my mind. Like, Beyoncé's always just kind of been around, like, oh, like, there's a new Beyoncé single, like, there's a new Beyoncé album, like... Right. Well, we've well we've talked on the podcast about this, and it's interesting because like Beyonce as a performer versus Beyonce as a brand are like two different things. That's fair. And I think that Beyonce as a brand is pretty much like always going to be strong no matter what. Yeah. But I think Beyonce as an artist and a performer, like there's definitely highs and lows that you can tell where yeah. they are. Um, personally. I pulled out the angry card on the new uh, Beyonce Jay Z collaboration, which was oh just... the crowd go ape shit one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was bad. That was real bad. But hold on, 
Did you see the music video where no. they filmed it in front of the actual Mona Lisa? I did, and I wanted. I thought, I thought that was really dumb, and I hated it. I, I don't know. Artistically, the music video I thought was okay. The video was nice. I, Them and the middle of the video is stupid, but the actual video itself was nice to see, like the inside of the. That's the true. And all that. Seeing the inside of the Louvre was nice. And the dancers nice. in that video were, of course, awesome. Yeah, but I think that that was just another way for them to kind of like flaunt their status, you know? Yeah. It, well, why? Because they were wearing fur coats to <laughs> each other for half the shots, and they're and they're in front of the Mona Lisa. And they're the only they're the only artists in ever oh, you that was a power to play, film really? in front of the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. I think anyway. I thought they were super humble bragging. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. Um but I think that I think that listening to that song versus listening to like Beyonce or Prime. Oh yeah, yeah. It just reminds me so much of like how how talented of an artist Beyonce is. And, like, I don't want to say was, because she is still a talented artist, but I just think that she now, in her present day, kind of makes decisions that aren't really, like, up to par with her normal standards. Yeah. Um, because I think that her and Jay-Z, they kind of have, like, all of the money. Hashtag all of the money. And at this point, they kind of can just do whatever they want. Whereas, like, if you're still making an album to, like, live off of, you got to put your best foot forward. And in this case, this is, like, one of her better feet forward, I would say. Hmm. Um, because, I mean, it's a fucking anthem, dude. Like, you throw this on in a club and everybody's This song did remind me a lot of, uh, remember the old, uh, like, Queen Latifah? Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. that was some good sass back then. Oh, man, Queen Latifah was all the sass, dude. Yeah. Josh, did you ever listen to Queen Latifah? I heard some stuff. I have a, I have a, um, confession to make about Queen Latifah. Ooh, what's that? Is uh, dirty huh? Dirty Dream. Did you have a Dirty Dream about her when you were like? I did. Who did? I pretty much did. Yeah. The sweatpants. Um, <laughs> no, but it was like weird. Not well. Okay. Um, so I, there was a DVD my dad had of Chicago. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Because he's like does SAG voting. So he gets, he gets these DVDs for free. And so, like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is, you know, should be good, I guess. So I watched it. And then, like, when her song came on, I was just like, you know, however old however old I was, between 13 and 15. <laughs> I can't remember. I remember her song came on, and I was just like, ah, oh, damn, she's so fucking smoking hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I could not get over Queen Latifah. For sure. Wait, was that, that's very mild. Was that the story? That's very mild. I'm going to end it there. Let's just, let's just leave it there. We don't need to hear about how he paused the video or any of that stuff. That's for a later podcast. Wait, There's no pausing or touching or dreaming involved. It's just I won't go into... There may have been all of the above. I don't know. The don't remember. Home, don't remember. see him nodding aggressively at us. Right. <laughs> um, Josh, I actually have a confession to make on top of your confession. Okay. Two. You were there, too? <laughs> we didn't Seth know. was watching. <laughs> he was outside. Like, a confession, Josh. I already knew this about you. Uh, Tur turns out we've known each other for much for longer. For a lot longer than you know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you as that kid yeah, that would always... Yeah, I was more. Cool, so I been watching you get off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very niche fetish, oh but you know what? I found my calling. Oh, my God. No, I wish that was true. I wish that was true. But I will say that on to that end, to this day, <laughs> to this very day... Queen Latifah's song in Chicago, When You're Good to Mama, is one of my go-to karaoke songs to sing. I've heard you sing it. How do you think I did? 
Oh, you sing it really good. Cool. You sing real good. Thank you. And it's just sexually confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we always go to the bathroom when you sing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> beer goes, beer goes right me. Drinking water. Shut up. <laughs> well, listen, it doesn't matter. No, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Oh, you sing it real good. <laughs> so, 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 is that why you're always in the back of the bar? Yeah. <laughs> Under a table? Um, yeah, no, I mean. My hands are in my pocket. <laughs> Dude, it's like that line from the producers yeah. where they're like, I know we're not standing, but believe us, lady, we're giving you a standing ovation. <laughs> He says, taking a long swig of beer. Anyway, yeah, this song was pretty tight, though. I thought it was all right. I, I would personally put a skip on that one. You put a skip on it? At the party? No. If I was at a party and things was going down, fine. I'll dance to that. But oh, if okay. I was, like, on my own Pandora, having a pleasant walk, I'm not going <laughs> to hype myself up. <laughs> to, you guys, you know what a yes. what a diva is? When you really think about it, this is a male hustler. It's I like how, not Beyonce. I like how Gabe is like, when am I on a stroll? I don't want to get hyped to Beyonce. I just yeah. want to have a nice stroll. Yeah, you might not know God that about it. me. Fun fact, not a huge Beyonce fan. That's okay. Not everyone is. Her, you know, if she invited me to kick it, you know, I'd, I'd probably text back. I would do it, but at least... I would hope you'd text back. I mean, at the very least, you'd get to hang out with Jay-Z and their kid. That'd be fun. Maybe on What would I talk about with Jay-Z and Beyonce? Be like, hey, man, nice discography. Like, hey, I, I know your <laughs> name and you don't know mine. How's that going for you? <laughs> he'd be like, uh, 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 uh. And then you'd be like, yeah, I know, right? And he'd then you'd high-five. Like, How'd you get in my house? Please leave. <laughs> like, of yes. course, Mr. Jay-Z. Um, Josh, you want to move on? Yeah, let's okay, cool. Get, get out of here. <laughs> now, Josh, we got to figure out his random swiping pattern so we can get to the top. Yeah, of okay, I so... low balls, okay? We got <laughs> to go high. I'm going to show you the screen while I do it this time. No, because he's going to see a song he really wants to listen to, and he's going to yell about it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, you ready, guys? All right, we're higher. Uh, Gabe, stop it. Stop. <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. What number is it? It's number 30. Okay. okay. Getting you, better. You know why it's number 30? Because that stands for 303, motherfuckers. We're doing Don't Trust Me. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, this is my gym. Oh, gym. my. We'll be singing along. Oh, my day has come. This is an infallible song. Don't know it. Get no, hi- you do know this song. Get hype. I Let's roll. Yeah, we're live. Sorry. Right, cool. Um, so, so uh, <laughs> first, I, <off. laughs> first off, I just, I just love how how pure Josh's reaction was <laughs> when that line about do the Helen Keller talk with your hips. Josh was just like, oh, <laughs> goodness. It was so pure. Can we and, give a quick shout out to every guy named Chad that got laid to that song because he thought it was the coolest song ever? There's at least oh, 45 Chads out there. At least. Who so think that is their you best know, song? There's probably even more. Chazes. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Austin's. Okay. So (laughs) I have two things to say. Neither of them. Both of them are tangentially related to the song. Before I actually do the review. First thing I want to say. I finished my forty to that song. So that's how that's how hype I feel. Second off. 
I went to the last Warp Tour ever, which was, you know, part of a big, you know, it's a tour thing that's happening across the country. It's not happening now, it's already done, but I went to the one in Ventura, and guess who was on the bill at fucking Warp Tour? 303 was on the bill at Warp Tour. <laughs> you didn't give us much time to guess. I think they were just as confused as we were, <laughs> but they went on stage, they played their set, and about five songs into the set there's there's like two guys in the band that do all the lyrics you know right and about five songs into the set one of the taller guy the the taller guy was like hey so we've got this uh, we got a, a buddy uh we're gonna bring him out on stage and uh, he's got something to say real quick and you know how like every every band has like their backstage people where like they're you know they have like their friends and their fans that can like stand backstage and watch them perform so one of the guys that's standing back there comes out with what's clearly his girlfriend and they come to the front of the stage he doesn't take the mic but he's talking specifically to his girlfriend and they're talking to each other and we're like what's happening and then we see him get down on one knee and everybody loses their minds and we're like this guy's proposing to his girlfriend on stage at a 303 show. <laughs> I'm sure that they lasted so much. My grandparents met, actually. 60 years strong. 303 show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what the... That's, oh those are God. the stories I've been listening to. So, and, like, the best part is that, like, you know, after he gets gets on one knee and clearly takes out a ring and she's, like, freaking out, the, 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 <laughs> the guys in the yes. back is like, I think that means yes. And we all just, like, freaked out. Do you think she said yes, but later, but, like, behind the scene, like, no, are you serious? A three-three concert? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's also, but you're does also this look like Italy to you, and like, <laughs> but like more importantly, you're proposing a warp tour, so like that's pretty legit. So the last get... warp tour, would have jinx it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Oof. That's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make it heavy, Gabe. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, so I want to know. Me and Gabe clearly know this song already. So I want to know what you feel about Josh. I want to hear your unbiased honest opinion about the song um the vegetarian line made me laugh <laughs> okay good uh, the Helen Keller was like it's weird it's like it's funny was it like too much it's funny but it's also what you don't think Helen Keller was a great dancer <laughs> carefully Gonna insert a a drum fill right there just for you. It's funny, it's like a little absurd, and it's like a little offensive. It's like the whole song is kind of like that. Right. It's it's not. The whole band is kind of like that. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't know this band that well, honestly. Right. And I I don't, I'd never heard that song before. But um, it was kind of fun. I. To be honest, it was a little less fun for me than the Beyonce song. Okay, okay. Uh, like, just the rhythmic aspect. Like, the lyrics were a little more funny and clever. Um, Beyonce was a little funny, some of the lines, like, unintentionally. Mm. But I feel like the rhythmic aspect of the Beyonce song, I could groove more to. And, okay. and I like her voice more. Got it. So, I'm kind of more down with that. But it was, like, it was fun, like, you know... I could get hype. I could get you know taken with the crowd just moving around <laughs> to this song. Well, I do mm-hmm. like that for a silly song. It is like just around the three minute mark. They didn't try to like throw a bridge in there or like a shout out or like 
trying yeah. to make it too long. They definitely know it's like, hey guys, it's a silly song. Here's three minutes of it. I think that. Well, I think the bridge is the is the Helen Keller part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like it, it ends so shortly after that. It's not. It's like in the middle of the song. That's true. And I think, and you know, like I'm just gonna, you know, for relevancy, I'm gonna compare this to like a modern day quote-unquote joke song, a.k.a. that little dicky Chris Brown song that we reviewed last season, mm-hmm. um, which was Freaky Friday, which I don't know if you know that song, Gabe, but it's literally, like, a song about, like, little dicky and Chris Brown switching bodies, which sounds funny in, in, on paper, right? but when you hear it, you're like, oh, this is really, like, awkward, and I don't know if I'm okay with it or not. <laughs> um, also, Kylie Jenner comes in and talks about how she's gonna understand the inner workings of a woman, and it gets really weird. I'm gonna understand the inner workings of a woman. Um, I feel like that brand of humor versus this brand of humor, like, it, it actually kind of shows, like, what has changed in the last Jesus nine years since the song came out. Can't it's make been... Helen Keller jokes anymore. But and yet and yet somehow like making that joke, I'm gonna go out on a limb. This is probably gonna be a controversial statement, but making that joke to me somehow seems more barely more tasteful than making the joke about how, like, being in Chris Brown's body is great because, like, there's nothing wrong with that because he's just Chris Brown, right? He hasn't, like, abused people or, like, done anything weird. So, like, somehow that joke seems edgier and, like, grosser to me. Hmm. Whereas, like, the do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips is so completely, like, ridiculous and preposterous that somehow it works for me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like, it's so, it's so, like, it's so ridiculous. It's so outlandish, it circles back around to funny. Exactly. <laughs> like, because it's, it's like, you would, obviously you would never say that, but, like, hearing it in a song, because, like, that was at the time when, like, Soldier Boy had come out with his thing, and, like, everything was, like, a dance song at that point. And so doing, so saying, like, do the Helen Keller, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's it's almost making fun of or lampooning, like, that style of song to me. Which I don't know if they put that much thought into it. I'm probably overthinking it. But No, these guys were definitely sitting around at Harvard with, with <laughs> books open across the library table. Messed up hair, having babies in three days. Like, how, guys, what is the next best joke we need to make? How can we make a super meta banger? Oh, it has to be such a good hook. Oh. Wait. We always need a female character. That's what the, that's what's trendy right now. It has to be a strong historical figure. Wait, what if we tell people to dance like Helen Keller and it's funny because she's blind and deaf. My god, we've got a band. There it is. There you go. What about other songs? No one will care. <laughs> What's our area code? Uh three oh three? Perfect. That's the name of our band. Sweet. I actually went and saw three oh three in concert accidentally. <laughs> uh so did I. I, I, went, I went to a Hello Goodbye concert. Wait, were you there with me, Josh? Yeah, we were there together. Was yeah, it Hello? I just remember that. Yeah. Was it Hello Goodbye? It was they Hello were Goodbye. built with 303. What the for their, fuck? For their uh, Would It Kill You tour. Oh my and god! What? Think, so, so who was who was opening for who? Hello Goodbye opened, I guess, for 303. Yeah. Or 303s just closed. Or were they really like, were they like co-headlining or something? Yeah, they were about equal standing at the time. That is so like, funny. The place pretty much cleared out once Hello Goodbye left, but there was like there was like 30 <laughs> people there for 303. There was like 30 was, people. Okay, cool. no, there's like, let's, let's hang out for a second and listen to this. And oh they start God. with the song we just listened to. Oh, shit. They start with that song. They're like, cool. That's like 95% of what I'm going to know them for. Oh, shit. So. 
So I left. That's but so funny. I, I was happy we stayed for that one song, got our fill. Wow. And bounced out of there. Wow. Um. And yeah, there was a lot of Chads in the concert. Like, people had their hats <laughs> on backwards. They Raise your white, hand if your name is Chad. Like half the tees and their, their red solo cups. Even though they were right. at a, like a, a regular place. Yeah, it was me, Gabe, my sister, Karis. Oh my God. Who is a regular host on the show, so... Wait, yeah. am, I, am I considered a host or a guest? Or sorry, guest. My no, bad. wait, can I be a host? Can I upgrade? Uh, well, like a subscription or? we'll see. <laughs> we'll have to see how much you can really. And do I, have to, like, do I have to pick the song by like being random first? To, oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. It's, no, an, it was just... it's an intense obstacle course with lava and alligators. It's really complicated. We'll tell you about it. We'll tell you about it later. There's another. There's a female friend of ours that drove, and she had another female friend. I was kind of interested in, but uh, Wait, wasn't it the comms major? Did we go somewhere else then? Uh, yeah, that's you know, it was her. Okay, can I, can I say her name? Does it matter? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she might. So, our it. friend Michelle drove us, and her friend, I don't want to say her name. Oh, it doesn't matter, but I'm not going to say her name. But her friend, I was kind <laughs> of <laughs> you out me. <laughs> uh, no, okay, her friend, <laughs> fuck it. There, her friend, yeah, yeah, there, uh, there you go, there you go. Jesus, there's only like. Out there. there was like two there's like two big things that I went to like with them where I was like 15. that that concert I know I'm like yeah no, it's like that concert and then like a how like a horror nights oh, and like fun. there was definitely something that was like some sort of electricity going on but I never ooh sparks were flying I never I never tried super hard to see what was up with that no, we, we, we both ended up dating other people, which turned into, like, serious things. And now uh, I'm single, but I think she's still with whoever. Oh, uh, okay. Kidnapped her dog, but it turns out it wasn't her dog, so now I don't know what to calling me for it, and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Josh. It's Please. weird. No, it's not weird. It's just, like, these memories, they come back. Things you haven't thought about in a long time. Because I remember... We sat in the back, and she's, like, right next to me. And I remember I was probably, like, 19 or 20 at the time. Nice. And, like, she's probably the same age, maybe, like, a couple years older. But just, you know, being sort of younger and whatever for, you know, just being, just the the, the little experience of being that close to someone in the backseat of a car was, like, exciting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which is, you know, you get older and the thing, you kind of lose that. Yeah. But whatever. Well, that's what's so that's what's been interesting about doing this whole this whole night is that I'm just like remembering where I was in 2009, and it was very different. Like I was in college, I didn't know the ways of the world, I was young and naive, and uh, you know, it was a good time. Anyway. I don't know. This is basically this whole this whole night is reminding me of like college and like what I was listening to then, which is super funny. I have to wonder though. Ever since you heard the song initially, compared to now, did you take three or three's advice and never trust a hoe, <laughs> or have you have you slipped up once or twice and trust? Um, I mean, You're I don't. Pretty clear about don't trust a hoe. Well, never trust a hoe. I mean, I don't want to be presumptuous and and try and define. Diva, because we're to find Diva. <laughs> we know what that is. That, is that was the perfect yeah. transition. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Gabe. Um, okay, so on that note, okay, cool. Because I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> we're going to move on to the last song. Now, here's what I was going to do. I was going to make us pick randomly again, uh-huh. but 
I see Josh. We could just do a number. He's been hinting at it all night. 10, we should 10. just fucking do top ten. I kind of want to do number one, but I also kind of want to make it random. I think number one do you, would be too Do you know though. what number one is? I do, and okay. I don't like it, and what that's why it? I don't want to do it. I'm not going to tell you because if I told you, I'd have to tell no, the can audience. We do number seven. Seven's the lucky number. Here's what we're gonna do. do I'm you gonna know number seven. I do not know number seven. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick up the list, but I'm going to specifically choose from the top ten. I'm not going to show it to you guys. And if you pick number one, we're going to do it because so what the host gets to do. it'll be the fate in the, the cards. Host. Well, no, we're, he's, he's, we're all the host. Well, me and Josh are the hosts. He's pulling the host card right now. We're the hosts, but Seth controls the retro... Um, you know, it's oh, true. Okay. I've Figure. got the secret plans. Yeah. Okay, guys, you ready? Uh, tell me when. Now. now. Oh, thank God, it's not number one. That's great. That's great. It's actually, it? it's actually the song that I was really hoping we were gonna do because this encapsulates 2009 in a way that I cannot describe in words. It's number two. It's Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Uh, I know that one. Which is an extremely 2009 song. Yes. And we're going to review yes, it. it so let's just listen to it real quick. It's so 2009, I remember hearing it in a blockbuster before those went out of business. Wow. Yeah. That's really 2009, that a great dude. Way to date something, by yeah. the way. God damn. Yeah. There's like one left in Oregon, right? Or, mm-hmm. or is it Washington? It's Oregon. Oh, man. Anyway, let's listen to the song. It's going to be a banger. You know it. I know it. Let's do it. Sorry, Gabe. Can you ask the question one more time? I was just wondering, guys. Um, now that we're here, if either of you have ever been bluffing with your muffin? Oh, you betcha. Oh, you bluff with your muffin? Oh, uh, yeah, all the time, <laughs> every night. Don't even trip. Um, don't even trip. Goddamn. I'm just gonna say right now, ten out of ten bumps in the whip. Gotta say that just for the for the fans at home. Just gonna say that right now. Bumps in the whip. Um, on that note, hey, how do you wake up Lady Gaga from a nap? How? You poke her face. Oh, I get well, it. it was lovely being you guys. I had a lovely time. Um, don't see you back on the next one. <laughs> I'll call you. Don't, don't, at, don't at me. <laughs> yeah. No need to tag me, guys. Oh, this is a one-off. <laughs> um, okay, well, well, so I do want to know how Josh feels about the song because he's very quiet and looking at lyrics, which I, which always makes me more tantalized. But Tantalous. Gabe, I want to know. Why don't you like this song? Honestly, it's a very childish reason. It's because my okay. uh, my dad and his girl both love this song. And you don't and like it. So when it first came out, they would bump it every single time uh, we'd go anywhere. Like okay. they'd pop in their Lady Gaga CD and be like, oh, it's a quick drive to Vaughn's. Here we go, boys. That's like, so oh, it's a drive funny. back at that oh. time. What the fuck? Dude? So oh, they, no. they overplayed that song for the first like two years. And then it was also playing ever outside of your house. Like at school, right. at the clubs. That blockbuster. So. She uses the phrase love glue. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. That is that's what I call so it. awesome. Isn't that great? You squirt your love glue? Is that what you call it's it, so too? so good. No, I, well, I was thinking of, the, you know, of, you know, her, you know. Her. You know, you know, love glue. It's like squirting <laughs> the girl. When she's ready and, you know, it's good. It's know? love glue, man. Yeah. Happens. Oh, there's a lyric after that. Something about, uh, 
shit was. It, was, it, it, it looked like it didn't make sense to me. It was stupid. I haven't had sex. In um, so yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. And no, no. Yeah, make, make it louder. <laughs> make it louder. <laughs> that love glue made me think of it. We can actually edit like the four seconds before and after that quote out, just, and then so everyone's listening really quietly. When you why would you edit that out? I don't understand why. That should be the name of this podcast, <laughs> and not just this episode. I mean the entire show. <laughs> Join Josh and Seth on I haven't gotten laid in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Seth is dying. Okay, this is officially the hardest I've ever seen Seth laugh. Oh my god. Alright, it's achievement. Okay, okay, I need a second. I need a second. Well, Seth gets me. Josh, would you like to help me deconstruct the lyrics? Just like a chick in a casino, I take your bank before I pay you out. Uh huh. What the fuck does that mean? Just like a chicken casino. It means exactly you. what you think it means, I dude. I take your bank before I pay you out? Like, I take your money before I give you money? I don't get no, it. No, no, as in she gets the dick before she pays him for the dick. That's what it is, man. Next time on Soth is Josh, I've in a while. What are you talking we, about? Let's do an episode where we just make everything about sex, like every single line. Like, well, story, starry night, and we're just like, oh yeah, trust me. Uh, Josh, please tell Gabe about the moment when we saw those two old people and they became a part of the podcast. Uh, please tell him about that. Was, okay, this is the hardest Seth has ever laughed. The second hardest time, second hardest was, um, you know, I don't even remember. We just, we saw this like... Well, we were getting the 40s and we were coming back yeah, from it. Yeah. We, there was this older couple walking together and I don't know why we were, were we playing music? No, we were just walking. We were just walking, but for some reason, like... Butt rock had been. We had been talking about butt rock, and um, we started making up this story of how they used butt rock to reignite their love lives. <laughs> and we started like role playing as these old, this old couple, oh, Hank and Helen. <laughs> Hank and Helen. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Oh man. Um. Well, okay. So talking about the actual review portion, oh my god, my brain is like not working properly after how hard I laughed. Um, the alcohol or the dancing? Uh, I'm gonna say both. <laughs> um, you know, I I get that, and I get that why having the song on the radio so frequently would make you not like it. Yeah, objectively, it's a it's a fine song, and I would dance to it. Yeah, if it came on, I wouldn't be offended. I'd probably even not waste to skip on it if I was listening to it. Yeah, if I could just let it play. Yeah, so turn it down a little. <laughs> but like, but I get that, and you know, there's that's actually why I personally don't listen to radio that often, mm-hmm. is because I know that shit gets overplayed a lot, and so I want to hear things in like a neutral point, personally. So like when when this song was really big, it would come on, it would come on at all of my college like dances that we'd have. Right. Like DJs would just put it on because they'd be like, yeah, obviously the kids want to dance. I know what the kids are into these days. I know what they're into. They they're into that Lady Gaga shit. So like this has a very like it ha- it has a sentimental value to me, you know, because like I this was a time when I was 
just kind of coming into my own. I was in a new state. Still questioning your sexuality. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> um, didn't know anybody, but was like, yeah, I'm at a dance, and like, this is where you meet people. So like, I was down, and so it has it. Ha- it does have a sentimental value to me, which I know is kind of giving it some bias. But looking at it on a base value, like, this is a very solidly made song, you know? Like, it's got a really good hook, it has really good production, it has catchy, like, very sticky lines in it. Um, Sticky in one way or another. Yeah, see, we're still stuck in the glue thing, aren't we? I'll let you interpret that however (laughs) you want, but... This song, like, this song, like, stands the test of time. Like, listening to it now, it still sounds really good. That's fair. You know? Like, other songs, I think, of that time have aged. Even the Frey song that we listened to has kind of aged. I'm like, oh, yeah, like... Yeah. Like, that's the difference to me. Like, I I listened to the Frey song, and I'm like, I remember the time when the Frey was a big deal. But I listen to this song, and I'm like, this song still sounds banging, like, now. Yeah. You know? I think that's the difference to me. Listening to the Freitas reminds me of anime music videos on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. That was another part of my childhood. Oh, yeah, like, that's the part we don't talk about. Looking like, up AMVs? Oh, oh shit, dude. That was, was all the Frey. That was huge. And My Coming Romance. It was all the Frey and Lincoln Park. Oh, Evanescence had a couple in there. Evanescence had... Well, it was basically just, just uh, Wake Me Up, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That was it. Yeah. And all Linkin Park songs. That was it. Anyway, sorry, Josh. What were you going to say? Um, well, Evanescence, Evanescence was brought up, and I saw this music video, mm-hmm. which had, like, 250 million views on YouTube. Oh, shit. And it was pretty fun. <laughs> and the story doesn't have a punchline, because there was this hilarious comment from some guy <laughs> okay. about, like, a, you know really awkward unrequited love situation but I don't remember what oh. the comment was oh shit so wait that's really sad yeah. was it no, we all need to lose sleep tonight Josh way to go thanks bunch wait funny, what though. What song was it so at least I can look through the comments I'm, I'm going like to do this I'm going to do this right now you're gonna, um, are you going to find it I'm going to try to find it oh but, shit don't edit this out um, I don't know I, I, <laughs> oh no I'm not I have recorded <laughs> nothing really to add about this song like did you like it I did it was fun Okay. I think the, I agree the chorus was catchy. There was, like, some variations in, like, you know, the mixing and production made, you know, a variety of sounds with her mm. voice and different instruments, and it was, like, mostly kept my intrigue for the re- for the whole song. Good dance banger, you know, it's whatever, yeah. it's cool. Do you think we could uh, divide uh, the viewers by asking if they prefer Taylor Swift or Lady Gaga? That's a that's I'm actually more of a T-Swifter. that's a really good question. God, you know, I'd give the slight edge to T Swift, right? Even though there's a lot about her that I don't. That's but, so. Like, I, I, I jump to a lot more T Swift songs <clears throat> than I do Lady Gaga songs. Here's the thing: is I think that Lady Gaga for the time capsule that she was in made a ton of bangers like this album the fame monster that was like the the one that had like alejandro and those other good songs that album was super fucking good like every song on it was really great basically every album was a single or every song was a single sorry um but Taylor Swift has the longevity where I think that she holds out a little more. A lot of the, I just feel like, honestly, uh, Taylor Swift has better songs, but Lady Gaga is a better artist. Mm. Like, I take mm-hmm. Lady Gaga a lot more seriously as an artist than I do Taylor Swift. 
but that's the thing, dude, is that Lady Gaga in her latter day career, mm-hmm. she's done really great work with other people, but on her own, I don't know if she's really that relevant of an artist anymore. And I think that she, like, a lot, like, now when I see her, she's using her name to promote, like, charities, which is great, and that's really important to do. Yeah. But I think as an artist, she just isn't really that relevant anymore. Um, whereas Taylor Swift was relevant before and after her career. So I think that I, yeah, I think I would give this well, so If you're walking Swift. down the street, I feel like you'd much more easily recognize Taylor Swift. Lady Gaga without, like, the makeup or anything on, I wouldn't be able to spot her. I personally would be able to, but that's only because I've seen a lot of, like, media and video oh, okay, surrounding okay. her. I've um, only seen the, uh, the, the, you know, after-touched version of her. Sure, sure, yeah. And I mean, that's, and that's the thing, though, is that Lady Gaga, like, as a presence, is super strong. Like, her aesthetic and her her team of people are, like, very, very driven and very, like, creative with how they do stuff. But I think that Taylor Swift just is one of those artists that just has withstood the test of time and just has enough singles over enough different genres that she's able to survive. Totally. You know, I think that Lady Gaga, like, after this album was born this way, which was fine, but it had, like, two or three singles, and the rest were kind of forgettable. And then after that was, um... <clears throat> after that was Art Pop, which was basically considered, like, not a good-selling album. And that was, like, her third or fourth at that point. And, and at that point, her career was pretty much like, all right, this is my peak. Hmm. And then she dipped. Whereas, like, Taylor Swift is, like, a household name and has been for a long time. So, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I remember when Lady Gaga was on every fucking radio station, every coffee shop. Yeah. every Everything that had a stereo was playing Lady Gaga at some point. And it's crazy to think that that was, like... I don't know. It's crazy to think that some artists just, like, dominate a, uh, a year like that. And, I mean, even looking at this year, like, Lady Gaga had, like, four or five songs in 2009 that were on the top 100. Yeah. From one album. That's insane. Like, that is... That's... That is basically Michael Jackson levels of popularity. Yeah, MJ level, Yeah. yeah. And, but it was just one year, and after that, it was like, oh, yeah, I've got, like, one or two here and there. But that one album was so strong that it, like, propelled her career, um, which we were talking about, you know. And maybe she wasn't able to live up to that one album, but, um, I mean, that album was a banger, and it still is, in my opinion. So I have uh, two side notes. One, the okay. Evanescence quote will not be found. I can't remember this. Oh. It's like, it's too hard. I don't remember this. I song. saw you looking, but... But, uh, so that's one. Two, I did post it on Snapchat, and I probably saved it because it was so funny, but I don't have Snapchat, and I have a different phone now, and it's all gone. Oh. The Evanescence quote? Well, the Snapchat. Oh, okay. It was on there. Damn. Well, R.I.P. Josh's Snapchat. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the point in the night. I'm gonna cut you off real quick, sorry. But here's the point in the night where we rank the four songs that we listen to. Well, shit. I know. Favorite I, to least favorite. Favorite to least favorite. 
Um, this is actually a pretty tough night because I, I, on some level, I personally enjoyed all the songs we did, but thinking about it, oh, you want some of this? Yeah, there you go. Um, thinking about it, I think I have an order. Um, Josh, do you know how you feel? You do? Okay. <clears throat> Gabe, do you need to think about it a little bit? I, I do, unfortunately. Uh, I'm actually, I didn't know that we do this, so I'm actually just going to make sure I have a, <laughs> the three songs. So we got The Fray, we got Beyonce, we got 303, and we got Lady Gaga. Right? Yes, yes. Um, Josh, I can, I can go first. Josh, I would, lo- I would love you to go first. Number one is Beyonce. Number one is Beyonce, wow. Because I, okay. I did not lose interest. I did not look at the time. Mm. I did not feel like, ah, oh, shit, another chorus. Like, I just enjoyed it. I was just ready to groove out. Okay. It was funny. It was fun. Cool. Her voice is amazing. Great. Number two, Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how you pronounce it, actually. That's the correct pronunciation. Yeah, like, wrong. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Just you decades know, of incorrect just pronunciation. Just educating these idiots. <laughs> recap. Recap all the positive shit we said about the song. Like, that's why I like it. Number two. Word. Number three. Fuck. Okay, this is where it gets tricky. Oh, shit. I'm going to give the slight edge to 303. Okay. Because it was funny, and it was fun, and at certain points, I did feel like, uh, okay, here's that Don't Trust the Hook course again. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was, like, more bearable than the Frey song, because, like, mm-hmm. I liked the intro to the Frey song, and I kind of like the general aesthetic of his voice and the piano but it was so repetitive and so non like annoyingly vague the lyrics that I was just like again within the first chorus I was like fuck I'm gonna have to hear this two more times Mm. that even though I didn't dislike it I was like that's number four but this is like Overall, this is a better week than usual. Cause yeah. Oh, that's good. Usually when we do, like, a podcast, there's one or two songs that I'm like, fuck, I really don't like this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I didn't have that this this week, so yeah. it's okay. These were all very, very enjoyable songs on, on certain levels. I would agree. There weren't any songs where I was like, wow, I hate this. Didn't throw any angry cards down. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to kind of shit on your list, Josh. Uh, yeah, well, so I, so, I, I best to, so best to worst. Best, uh, I honestly have to go with the fray as the best. Wow. Yeah. Um, really? Because, I mean, I know Josh is thinking about, like, at a party we've been listening to, but if I'm thinking just alone, uh, if it was, like, you know, what I want to listen to, I could see myself going down a fray binge. Or if you start that Damn. fray song, you're like, you know what, that's not the one I wanted to hear, though. And you're definitely going to end up listening to the other two songs afterwards. Damn. Okay. Uh, I will say, though, for the fray, I Respect. was looking at the time a lot. I was, like, kind of mm. leaning over, like, waiting, like, oh, I guess he's got another 45 seconds of this. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, overall, but you still listen to your number yeah, one. I would still want to listen to The Fray. Wow. Uh, the okay. next would probably be 303, even though it's an immature song, and mm. I wouldn't want to listen to any more 303 after that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just a goofy, fun song. And yeah. So, you know, I go for the more emotional feel. Like, Fray makes you upset, and 303 makes you laughy and giggly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be more into that. And then Beyonce and Lady Gaga, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to go Lady Gaga, but Beyonce last. Wow. I okay. know. I know. I, I don't like this Beyonce song too much. I like a lot of her other songs. Uh, but this one, it just doesn't feel it for me. Lady Gaga, I don't know either. I don't really like Lady Gaga that much. Uh, so I guess I'd have to go, yeah, Lady Gaga and then Beyonce, though. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's actually almost an opposite of your list, Josh. Yeah. That's legit. You put Frey last and Beyonce first. Yeah, right? yeah. So switch those ones. We got reverse order, yeah. I'm I'm closer to Josh's list. So I won't be coming back on the show, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely having you again. Vote off the island. Of interest, yeah. <laughs> no, that's so, no, but that's so interesting to hear because no, yeah. I've... It's usually happened. Sorry, I'm going to just, like, quick interruption. Yeah, please, please. Usually the guests, when they, like, their list is almost always, like... Noticeably different than Seth and I, which is cool. I almost also wonder if it's like, hey, the non-musician in the car has shit taste in music. No, no it's <laughs> not. No, it's not that. No. Beca- because you know what? Like the non-musicians are really important when it comes to actually listening to music, which sounds like counterintuitive. But like, if you have no musical training, like this music is for you. Like all of this music that we're reviewing is for the uninformed non-musical person, you know? That's a very sweet way to call me stupid. <laughs> That's one of the nicest no, I've ever said. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, I was like, I was like, whoa, Seth, I wouldn't say non-musical. Yeah, so like, for the <laughs> layman, but, for the uneducated yeah. person. I'm, but I, But I mean that, though. Like, I mean that a lot of these songs yeah. are made for people who don't make music, but listen to music and consume music. So you're saying you don't have to repeat the same lyric 40 times in a song for it to be good? You don't have to, no. Oh, shit. I mean, you can if you really want to fucking, you know, just hammer that shit in. But, um, yeah, I find that really interesting. I actually find your your list, Gabe, really interesting. Because I was much more aligned to Josh. Um, I would put my number one, honestly, probably as Poker Face. Um, because it... To me, when I was when I was thinking about the song, when I was breaking it down, it really, it had all the elements of a of a solid banger that I could think of. It had a really really sticky hook, had really you know accessible, easy to pick up lyrics. You said sticky, I said sticky. You can't stop laughing. Just think about the stickiness as I describe this song. Um, it had really sensual lyrics that were, you know, you anybody could listen to them and the beat was really really solid like it stays in your head you know when you're done listening to it you're like oh man i wonder about that 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 lady's poker face you <laughs> know do. yeah um, i wonder if she's still bluffing with her muffin i wonder if she's still bluffing with her muffin. Still i hope she's not because you know she's fucking lady gaga yeah um <laughs> so that was definitely my number one number two is hard but I'm pretty sure I would actually give it to Beyonce for my number two. Um, because, again, her charisma, the simplicity of the beat, and yet how much it was carried just by Beyonce's performance. And she does this a lot in her later songs, I realize, with, like, Run the World and with a couple others. But she does really... Back in her glory days, she would do really simple beats, but would layer her her vocals a lot. Like, she would double record her vocals. Hmm. And in this song, that was definitely a technique that she'd used. And it worked, for me anyway, it worked really well. Um, and yeah, the sass all came out. The persona all came out. I know she never used Sasha Fierce again after this this album, but... You know, whatever you need to think of to make a good album, do it. Sometimes I call myself Sasha Fierce just to get through the day. I know. Sometimes you need to just do a power play. You gotta call yourself Fierce every now and then. You know, sometimes it works. And in this case, to me, I thought it worked. Um, My number three, I think, would be 303. That's coincidental. Um, 
just because the other two songs were stronger, I I just I enjoyed 303's jam a lot. I think the Helen Keller line didn't age super well. <laughs> oh, it's only gotten better with age. Oh, it's like Jesus. Fine wine. It's like a fine wine that, that fucking has a olive in it that rots away. Can we, um, can we stop recording later and do like a behind the scenes Helen Keller joke bit? Because I think um, we all Probably not. <laughs> but I will say that, I mean, the songs, the song's chorus is so driving and so strong that mm-hmm. that alone. There's not like on this on this night, like you guys said, there there isn't a bad song, in my opinion. It's just a matter of which one is stronger, which one is less strong. So, in my opinion, you know, "Don't Trust Me" is strong, but it's just slightly less than the other two above it. <clears throat> and then number four, unfortunately, can I kill a beer? Yeah, please. Okay. Josh is like, I'm sick of listening to Seth talk for so fucking long. God damn it, I just want Drake. Um, yeah, number four is The Fray. Sorry, guys. It was a good song. I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't good enough. To I imagine The Fray are at home, and they just, like, flipped a table at this. Like, oh, come on! God damn it! Yeah, I know, but... Screw this guy, Seth. I thought we were cool. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. It's very close to Hallmark Channel status, which made me be like, mm, eh, totally. it's okay. It's a, it's an okay song. If I turned this on, I would much prefer this to other songs that we've done that are also also assuredly Hallmark Channel status. But it still kind of rides that line. So that's number four for me. So yeah. Well, alrighty. Well, alrighty. Um, that's the end of the episode. Shit. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you guys are the best. Um, if you like us and want to give us money to buy some 40s, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 40s on 40s. Um, we'll be, you know, back next week for more exciting Top 40s coverage. When uh, the Drake hype has died down, <laughs> maybe the Nicki Minaj hype will still be there. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, Gabe, it was a pleasure to have you yeah, on the episode. Yeah, I had a wonderful time. This was really, really fun. I laughed the hardest this episode that I ever have oh, in my yeah. life. I'm really happy about that. So, yes. I'm glad that you were here to witness that. Um, yeah, and we'll see you in the next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Love you. Bye. Mwah. <laughs> oh, yeah.